Oh
Amen. It's good to be in the house of God. And thank you for choosing to come. Thank you, Pastor, uh, for the privilege uh, to, to serve and even to minister in the house of God. I was telling uh, Pastor and Mom that they are, that they are very smart today. Yeah. Yeah? Yes. Let's give them a hand. Eh? That is good. Eh? Amen. We thank God and we bless God. Yes, as Pastor has said, I'm Charles. It is good uh, to, to mention your name. I remember when you were preparing for the Children's Sunday. I came and uh, I wanted to, maybe before I start, let, let me ask my wife, just, just wait, whatever you want. I love you and I thank God for you. Amen. Yes. I came and I, I was talking to, 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 to Mrs. Azenga eh, about uh, my, my daughter. She had that t-shirt. And uh, I thought it's a bit small. You know, for us who belong to the younger generation, we believe in teachers and there's nothing happen. And uh, so when I was speaking to her, I think she went and uh, she was uh, speaking to Erica. And she was trying to talk about this brother whose daughter's t-shirt is not enough. And, and I could imagine what she was trying to explain. That brother who is short and, and brown. Which one? I can imagine Erica. The one who speaks in a very loud voice. So somehow I happened to come when I was not talking and uh, immediately I said, ah, this is Mabalaya. So as far as I said, my name is Charles. <laughs> Charles. And uh, there are those who call me Charles Peter, because that, that's still a name, it's my ID, or Mwanki. And for those, you know, you have been seeing a television commercial, those who send other people to go and uh, collect money for them in the agent. You don't want to walk along this as you can still call me CP. There are those who call me CP. Praise the Lord. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Amen. Pastor has been doing uh, sermons about encountering Christ. And I trust that uh, even in this Christmas Sunday, we are going to have an encounter with the Christ. And just in case I preach a message that you are not anticipating, at least now you have something else to remember me for the brother who preached on the topic on a Christmas Sunday. And uh, just receive it because it's from the Lord. Amen? Amen. Yes, uh, Christmas is a period that is associated with the joy, peace, and good tidings. Uh, let me mention a few things about Christmas and then we shall uh, get into our topic. It is a period when humanity joins together to celebrate. And of course, for Christians, we commemorate a very important time. When a divine God decided to come down to our level. Praise the Lord. You know, yesterday we were doing our family devotion. In the evening, I was asking the children, how could Mary give birth to the Son of God? And yet it is God who created her. Let me tell you that the greatest message for Christmas is that the divine God the sovereign God who created all decided to humble himself to come to your land. Praise the Lord. To come and experience your pain. To come and experience your discomfort. To come and go through the challenges that you go through. That is why the Hebrew says that because he was tempted in every way as we are, he is able to help us when we are tempted. Praise the Lord. He came down to our level. Because it was very difficult with all our attempts to climb 
to Christ's level. As much as Satan tries to rob the church, uh, Christmas by replacing Jesus with the Santa, we bless God that the spirit of Christmas still lives on. Praise the Lord. Gifts are exchanged. We remember the less fortunate every rejoice. And especially for Kenyans. I also know that Christmas is a time after working for a whole year. Now you want to tell yourself, uh, at least I have come this far. Thank God. Yes, in Christ's birth, God identified with our weakness. God was not ashamed to share in our humanity. And, uh, you know, many times you're always looking forward to be identified with the people that are famous. If you take a, a, a photo, eh? With the president Uhuru when he is passing by, I can assure you that in your house, that's the first thing we will be seeing. We want to be identified with the famous, with the celebs, with the strong. But God chose to be identified with the, with the weak, with our weakness, with the lost. Praise the Lord. He came down to our level to help us. So in Christmas, God knocks on our doors and comes down to our weaknesses. That is why. We celebrate Christmas. Today, I want to speak on a message I'm calling God's Disruptions. God's Disruptions. So, uh, I know now some of you are already worried. Now I came prepared for a Christmas message, what is all this? But I'm so sure that even in the message, God will meet with us. I want us to read from the book of Luke chapter 1. And expect we can read from the New King James Version. NKJV, eh? Luke chapter 1 from verse 26. At least we identify with the Christmas story. And uh, from my Bible, this is what it says. Yes, you can see it has already been um, portrayed. Eh? It has been, it's on the screen. Now in the sixth month, the angel of Gabriel was sent by God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth. To a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph, of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And having come in, the angels said to her, Rejoice, highly favored one, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. But when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying, and considered what manner of greeting this was. The angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son, and shall call his name Jesus. He will be great, and will be called the Son of the Highest. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom, there will be no end. Then Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I do not know a man? And the angel answered and said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore also, that Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. Now indeed, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her own age. And this is now the sixth month for her who was called Barley. For with God, nothing will be possible. Then Mary said, Behold, the maid servant of the Lord, 
Let it be done according to your word. And the angel departed from her. Praise the Lord. Yes. I want us that to be our lead scripture. As we discuss this afternoon or this morning about God's interruptions. Not interruptions, disruptions. I know we are familiar with interruptions. So I don't want to discuss about interruptions. I want to discuss about disruptions. There is a time children used to carry the trophy for, for interruptions, but at least nowadays they have been replaced by the mobile phone in the house. It interrupts everything. And uh, interruptions is a lesser, you know, compared to disruptions. Disruptions changes your life completely. Interruption is a momentary annoyance. And I don't know how many of us are familiar with the disruptions. Whereas we can cope with interruptions. What about disruptions? A media incident that completely throws you off balance. You can imagine that moment you discover maybe the spouse you got married to is not what you have always thought. That, that's a disruption because it changes your world completely. That moment you discover that everything you believed about a person or an organization is a lie. That moment you discover that your life cannot continue as normal. Either because of a medical report, because of a letter from an employer, or that phone call that changes your life completely. Each of us may remember at least a moment that changed your life forever. And that is what happened to our sister Millie. She was born a normal life and I believe when she was going through the classes of the day, she still answered that question, that famous question from the teachers. What do you want to be when you grow up? She had her dreams. She had her aspirations and things she wanted to do until an angel appeared. Maybe a man appeared and gave her this news. Like many of us, Mary had her own dreams and aspirations. After waiting on God like an accounts, Mary finally had a relationship. She was in a relationship. That is what the scripture says. And I want to imagine what was going through her mind over this period. Eh? Thinking about love. Eh? She was in cloud nine, thinking about love. Reminiscing eh? about love. And her newfound Joseph. You know, it's interesting how God literally starts those, who, those guys who are doing nothing. Into Gabriel could have gone to any other lady who was not engaged. He could have gone to any other person who was not in a relationship. But one thing I love about God is at times, many times he likes disturbing or disrupting those, those people that are doing something. God does not work with an idol. God looks those who are involved. And those are the ones that you give responsibilities. Praise the Lord. Even the, you know, there are many of us who say, me, I'm just waiting on God. And many times God is waiting for us to start moving so that he can move with us. God is waiting for you to do something so that he can move with you. And that is what happened to our sister, Mary. 
Jesus actually Jesus said that to those who have to those who have nothing even what they have will be taken away so it is good to have something you are praying so that this God can add or do something and that is what happened to our sister Mary it is in this bad cloud of dreams and blossoming love that a message of a disruption knocked Mary's door a message that would change her life forever the situation was beyond her control. Heaven had decided. Mary's plan was now on hold. It is what the scripture says in the book of Proverbs chapter 19 and verse 1. That many other plans in a man's heart. But it is the Lord's purpose that finally prevails. Many other dreams that you had as a young person. In college and in school. But finally the strong one prevails and tells you it is my way. Praise the Lord. It is my way. He disrupts your plans completely. I know many of us had our own dissolutions for the year 2017. Before maybe some disruptions. I want to believe it is not interruption. Some disruptions happened. And the best way to deal with the disruptions is like Mary did. When it is beyond you. Mary's statement of dissolution. Not my will. Let your will be done. Let it be according to your word. Praise the Lord. I know that is what Jeremiah 10 verse 23. It is a verse I love so much. That I know, O oh Lord, that a man's life is not his own. Your life is not your, is not your own. Heaven can decide to disrupt. Heaven can decide to invade humanity. Heaven can decide to have a final say. When it comes to your life. Praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. That was a life that God decided to disrupt. A life that was on course. And I don't know how many of us. We had our own plans. There are things we wanted to do. But somehow, somehow. There are disruptions that came in. Either you were given a letter before you were ready to leave your job. Something happened. A relationship was blossoming. But then all of a sudden you don't know. Yeah, we have had on some of those cases. A lady comes. I remember a family that came to us because they wanted us to, to pass their wedding. Then all of a sudden, the last minute, the lady comes to us and tells me with my wife, the man called it off. Actually, they even had a date fight. A day, the wedding day. I even know another person who were in a business group. This year they have even turned the cards. And they come and told us, please do the, 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 the clothes. I still remember it, it was like uh, Apostle Musa, white. You have to be white in that particular wedding. But then the last minute, the man called it off. Disruptions. What plans did you intend to have for this year? But somehow something happened and they got disrupted. When something that happens and it's beyond you, may we, be, may we always remember Mary's response. I am the Lord's servant. Let it be to me according to your word. Praise the Lord. Not my way, O oh Lord, but let your will be done. Let's look at another disruption that happened. When God disrupts the forgotten. When you read in the book of Matthew chapter 4, verse 15 to 16, it talks about 
the regions of Galilee, and you know, there's Zebulun, and after that, they were forsaken, and were forgotten for too long. Then one day, one time, God decides to disrupt the forgotten adolescents. You know those people who believe can anything good come from Nazareth? Can anything good come from my village? Can anything good come from our family? When you look at your relatives and even console yourself with your aunties and your uncles, and you say, even for me to have ritual, I have. Because nothing good can come from this village, from my surrounding. But during Christmas, we remember a time when God decides to disrupt the forgotten. You know, humans are always biased in regard to how we expect some blessings to flow. We associate blessings with certain people, maybe certain circles or certain areas. Whom human mind is tuned to think that a blessing can only flow from a city like Jerusalem. How different are we in the evening news? We always need to learn. So what happened in Nairobi? What happened in uh, Mombasa? What happened in Kisomo? Wait until they start talking about Lodwa. You really wonder, is Lodwa part of Kenya? Eh? Because we only expect news from certain quarters. Praise the Lord. But we serve a God who many times visits the forgotten villages. Praise the Lord. God who visits lives that appear forgotten. God who brings hope where there is no hope. Praise the Lord. That is the God that we serve. When they start talking about a village in some court for second place somewhere, we always tune our mind off. Just like the leaders of Jesus' day, who only expected big news to come from Jerusalem. We only expect news from some quarters. None of us would think that God can disrupt the forgotten villages of Kebera or Matale or some quarters or the village where you come from. God is interested in your life. And there is no place that his presence cannot visit. After all, he is God. The God of all the earth. Praise the Lord. The God of all the earth. Many of us don't count ourselves candidates for national news. Maybe unless it's a tragedy. That is what we think. I have had people say, God, I trust you that I will not be a breaking new. You can be a breaking new. Maybe appointed a cabinet secretary. Praise the Lord. You, you know, we always have to give breaking news to some bad news. But let me tell you that when God paper knocks on your door, he can disrupt your life completely. You are alive for good. Praise the Lord. Christmas, we remember when God disrupted the villages that were long forgotten. I don't know what part of your life is forgotten. Maybe it is your prayer life. There are prayers that you used to have, but you no longer mention because you think God can, God left me down in that area. There is a time I used to, to, to believe this can happen. But maybe you no longer pray about that area. You, you have even forgotten those prayers. Because every time you, you, you pray, it's like they, they, make, they, they make you feel depressed. God, let me down in that area. Let, let, let's not go there. Let's not tackle that one. 
Let me tell you this morning. There is God who disrupts the forgotten. Praise the Lord. He disrupted the forgotten villages and brought hope where there is no where there was no hope. He brought life where there was no life. It is like Jacob. You know, in the book of Genesis chapter 28, you read about Jacob. You know, there is a time when he was running away, he went and sat somewhere. And then he had a dream. You know what? When he woke up, uh, verse uh, 16, he says, that God was here and I was not even aware. Aware. God is here and I was not even aware. You mean God can come at my age and I was not even aware. Praise the Lord. You mean God can visit our village and I was not even aware he came to it. You mean God can visit my children and I'm not even aware he can do it. We serve a God who disrupts the forgotten. The whole of this week, God has been encouraging me with a message. We had our closing party as a company. I remember this message came that God loves working with the other dogs. Praise the Lord. Amen. You know, He is a God who, when you are facing a number of Philistines who are armed with spears, with shields, and with javelins, and you have nothing. He is a God who has shame your enemy. You see the trouble of a donkey. Praise the Lord. That is a God that you serve. You are nothing. You have forgotten whatever you have. And you don't even regard it as anything. We serve a God who uses the trouble of a donkey to kill thousands. Hallelujah. Amen. I don't know what is it that you have and you have disregarded it. You don't think God can use it. You don't think God is interested in it. You look at your children and you wonder, oh God, what about these ones? You know, there's something I like encouraging mothers that they are not more of your children than they are of God. Praise the Lord. And God has a purpose and a plan for them. We serve a God who disrupts the forgotten. And he causes it to be remembered. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. God is an expert in using the two bones of donkeys to assume enemy enemies who are well armed with spears, arrows. Battle is never ours, but it is his. You are not forgotten. God is behind the scenes. He is not limited to state house. He is not limited to where you expect news to come from. He is God who invents the forgotten lives, the forgotten businesses, the forgotten families, the forgotten families. Hallelujah. The forgotten lives. He is a God who invents the forgotten villages. Could anything good come from my village? Yes. Because God can invade that village. He is a God who is ready to interrupt your life. Only trust him. Let me come to my third point. When God interrupts our blessings. When the angel spoke to Mary, I want to imagine what was going through Mary's mind. If Mary was a Kenyan, I can assure you maybe from that time, she would have told people to call her as she was Mary. Yeah, after all, I am more favored. I'm favored. Favored are you amongst all women. 
blessed. God's package was very attractive to Mary. But it was difficult for her to resist. Blessed are you amongst women. You are highly, highly favored. Every person will call you blessed. All those statements were just mind-blowing. And you know, unfortunately for many of us, we interpret the spiritual within our human limitations. When God tells you to bless, he will bless you. As he did to Mary, Mary, you will be blessed. Maybe, maybe if it's Kenya, would have now started imagining that car. Imagining that figure, the figure salary or income come to our account. Yeah, imagining the many things that God would do for you. What do you do when God disrupts your interpretation of a blessing? What do you think to be a blessing? Mary may be visualized Joseph bringing a hundred cows if they only had two. She started thinking about the limos, the villas, the holidays of those days. She started imagining every pouring before her as she passed because she was most blessed. Mary. But most likely, he was not prepared for the responsibility that came with those blessings. I don't know whether she knew that a child outside marriage meant that she was a candidate who could be stoned. She's pregnant. And you know how many men, how many of us, or how men associate a pregnancy with a man? They see you gain weight, they think of a man. There must be a man behind it. They see you drive a car, there's a man behind it. They see your promotion in the workplace, they start thinking there is a man behind it. They see you get your own house, they think there is a man behind it. Tell your neighbor, it is not every pregnancy that is the result of a man. There is a God who elevates our lives, praise the Lord. There is a God who turns around what we think about our lives. That blessing does not have to be associated with a sponsor. Praise the Lord. It is not a sponsor who came along. It is not somebody who helped you. There is no man behind it. There is a sovereign God behind it. Praise the Lord. There is a sovereign God who is behind your preaching, who is behind your growth, who is behind your promotion. There doesn't have to be a man behind it. Tell them when they see you drive that car that there is God, there is a God behind it. When they see you prosper, win that contract, go on that holiday, eh? take your company to Dubai, there is a God behind it. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. There is a God. It doesn't have to be the result of a man or somebody who did something. Your life is dependent on God and occasionally God disrupts our lives. When God realizes that you have walked for too long, He can disrupt your life with a car. Praise the Lord. When God watches your life traveling alone, in the month of June and July, in that cold climate, He can disrupt your life. Hallelujah. With a partner. We shout at God. 
Holy Spirit. Praise the Lord. He comes when we least expect it. And He is God because He debates us at our levels. He comes at our positions and makes a difference. God who disrupts the affairs of our lives. Those who have you know those who have blessings and uh, they see things happening in their life they reach a point and they wonder what is happening. There is a God who disrupts the affairs of our lives. What did I want to say? That there are those who see your blessings and they wonder what to associate with your blessings. They, they, they don't know what is the source of what is happening in your life. Do you remember Jesus' words to Nicodemus that the wind blows and uh, you, you cannot see it? There are those who will look at you. Maybe when you're going through some struggles, when you're going through some challenges, and they expect you to give up, and they expect you to come to your end. But then all of a sudden, they see you develop wings like an eagle, and you start flying away. Why? Because there is a God who disrupts our low positions and raises us up to his level of glory. Amen? Amen. Let's go back to Mary. Mary also did not know that with the pregnancy, Joseph was considered living her. Those are the least that were associated with the pregnancy. She did not know that when she's almost eight months pregnant, I have had the privilege of visiting Israel or several And I, I, I can guess walking with a donkey from Jerusalem, which is near Bethlehem, all the way to Nazareth. Maybe I'll give it around a month because maybe they arrived. She gave birth. Her time was due. That's what the Bible says. Her time was due. It was not a premature. Pregnancy. It was not what, uh, what, what you call not how go on the figure. Uh, the what does the Bible say? When the time had fully come. So part of my interpretation is the nine months. So you can imagine traveling when you are eight months pregnant. All that journey. And where do you go? You find yourself in a smelly meeting. I don't know that she was prepared for that. You know, she, maybe in her mind she was thinking about the people that will surround her. When the baby will be born, but who surrounded her? She found the cow, the donkey. No, it has very major. That, that is the kind of a packet. That, that, that is the disruption that God brought her away. I don't know whether she was prepared to learn away as a refugee after giving birth. Maybe she expected to be nursed at home. And of course, Mary never knew she would have to watch her son die. A girl death as a criminal. Yet the angel told Mary, most blessed of women are you. God, what do you mean? When your interpretation of a blessing valid from mine. What you want to call a blessing is not what I think a blessing is. What blessing do you have today that looks everything else a problem than a blessing? You know, I realized when God tells you, you are headed to the palace. And you start dreaming, eh? people bowing down at you, immediately the roots start heading south. You find yourself in a pit. You find yourself in Potiphar's house before finding yourself in prison. Maybe there are some blessings that God has communicated in your life. Some blessings that men of God have communicated in your life. 
But today when you look at them, they are everywhere but a blessing. You don't see any blessing in them. God, I don't see what blessing is in this. That my husband is trying to look for a loop where we can get a child and the only place they can direct us to is in a manger. Maybe there are some of us today where their lives today are in a manger. May I tell you that God is with you in that manger. Praise the Lord. Now like what the scripture says about Joseph. And God was with Joseph in Potiphar's house. And God was with Joseph in prison. Christ in events where we don't expect him to be. Maybe you want to think of Christ when you are shouting because of a promotion or something has happened. But he invades even the low circumstances of our lives. When you are traveling that journey and a crisis comes, Mary was not prepared for this because literally she is pregnant. What happens? There is a decree. Everybody must go to the prince of their birth to go and do what? And register. They must go. Things happen that are beyond your control. It has nothing to do with you. Do you know why? Because the prophecy had to be fulfilled that she was born in Bethlehem. Praise the Lord. You know when God wants a prophecy fulfilled, disruptions come. When God wants your life to go in the direction that he has intended for you, there are disruptions that will happen. What do you do when God interrupts your interpretations of what you call a blessing? It was Lebeka, Isaac's wife who asked his husband, if I am blessed, why am I suffering as I do? You know, I don't know how many of us know that Lebeka was Bale. That is what the scripture says. You can read that story in the book of Genesis chapter 25. And the, the scripture says, Lebeka was Bale. And, and Isaac prayed for her. You know, that also reminds, reminds me, and especially of us who have wives. It, it is good also to exercise faith and pray for your wife. The Bible says, and Isaac inquired of the Lord for her. Amen? You know the other day we were here for morning prayers and pastor was telling us the power in the Holy Communion. And I also talked about the power that is in the covenant of marriage. Because my life, personally, changed the day I got married. Praise the Lord. There is something God did about my life the day I got married. That is about 15 years ago. <laughs> there is something. And so the issue is, since you are here with your covenant pastor, like Isaac and Rebecca. Isaac, uh, I don't know whether they were men of God then, but he decided to pray for his wife. The Bible says, and God hearkened to Isaac's prayer. And she got pregnant. What happened she does here? The answer. The pregnancy was not a problem. That is what the scripture says. Until Rebecca asked, if I am blessed, as you are telling me, then why? Why all this? Again, Isaac went to inquire. To the Lord on behalf of my wife. He was told, tell her her pregnancy is not normal. It is not just like any other pregnancy. Sometimes you have to dig deeper to get caught. Praise the Lord. Maybe the challenge that you're going through now, maybe the problems that you're going through now, maybe the disruptions that you are facing in your life now has everything to do with what you're calling with your pregnancy. Maybe it has little to do with you. 
Praise the Lord. Mary did not know that her pregnancy was not normal. Rebecca was told that two nations are in your womb. And then they are already fighting. Then they are fighting from within you. What challenge are you going through? Is it possible for you to look beyond the challenge and see the pregnancy? Hallelujah. When God disrupts your interpretations of what you call a blessing. It is not always so easy. But His grace is sufficient. His grace was sufficient. You are suffering because your pregnancy is not normal. It's not just like any other pregnancy. The blessings that God is preparing for you. You know, like what the scripture says, no eye has seen, no ears heard, no has it ever entered the mind of man. The things that God has prepared for those that love him. My sister, my brother, maybe the challenges you're going through has anything to do with what God has in store for you. Why don't you purpose to tell God, God, if there is somebody who will pass this exam, I will pass this exam. I will pass this exam. I am the one who will. I will appropriate that blessing. I will not abort my miracle before it's due. Praise the Lord. Because God has marked you for the blessing. Yes, time fails me to finish, but let me come to the last one. When God is okay, to, when God disrupts your ability, you know the scripture says that Joseph tried to look, looking for a for a room eh, in the inn, but a, a room could not be found. You know many of the problems that we speak about have everything to do with scarcity. When we do not have enough resources. We don't have enough land, school fees, food. But what do we do when the resources are there, but you cannot get the help? Joseph spent time looking for a name, which means maybe he had some money. You know, this, is, this was a poor family. Huh? Maybe he had some money. He had some resources, but he could not get a loan. I know the scripture says money answers all things, but occasionally God will come and interrupt the flow of things, and you have money and it cannot help you. When God interrupts, you may have the resources, but they cannot help you. Oh, yes. What do you do when you have a job, but you don't get the satisfaction? You've got that man. Eh? Or that they're calling, I, I don't want to call them slave queen, eh? but that guy, you're that man and that guy, or that wife. But the marriage is empty. Money can get you, the man or the woman of your dream, but you don't have the joy of marriage. You have the resources, but not the satisfaction. What do you do when you have the bed but you can't sleep? You have the food, but you have no appetite. Joseph could not get merely a decent loom despite all his efforts. It was simply beyond him. You know something? God never created man to get satisfaction from beings. God never created you to find fulfillment from people or from other beings. God created you to find fulfillment in him. It is in him we live. We move and we have our being. If you are looking satisfaction from your job, if you are looking ultimate satisfaction from your marriage, 
let, let me tell you, you may not get it. But you can get ultimate satisfaction from God. Praise Amen. the Lord. Amen. Uh, let me believe with the permission when I was dating my wife back in the university. I used to tell her that I love you so much, but I know you're human. And you can change your mind. Okay, I was not telling her this to intimidate her. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> and I will tell her, but I know I serve a God who will never change his mind concerning me. Praise the Lord. You can change your mind concerning me. I am not seeking my satisfaction from you. I am assured of my satisfaction in God through you. Praise the Lord. We can find ultimate satisfaction in God and from God. God never created us to seek to find satisfaction from things. And even when the satisfaction is not there, even if you find yourself in a major, he will still come. Amen. As long as his star is there, it will direct the wise man where you are there. It doesn't matter whether it is in a major, in Kibra, or in Madana, or Kariobani, or wherever village you come from. You don't have to learn after God's blessing. And this blessing shall follow those that believe. Praise the Lord. God follows you irrespective of your location. Don't you think that God has not visited you maybe because you have not moved from where you stay, you have not moved from your job, maybe one day you married joy instead of trouble and all. You know, God tells me something every time I am driving that he doesn't visit you where you could have been. He comes where you are. And where you are this morning is where God will visit you. Be it in the major or wherever you are, that is where God will visit you. Allow me to ask Prophet Joe to come and conclude for us, and then he will pray for you. God bless you so much. Thank you. Praise the Lord. And now as a church to stand up, and I ask this man of God, if he's, if he's I don't know whether he can deal with blessing. I'm asking the men of God and the women of God here to come. Let's come. Let's come. He's just spoken to us about bathing up bathing he's talking he's spoken to us about what carrying a, a pregnancy and we as a church we have asked our brother to bath for us a project Sidio, we are calling it project what we are calling it project what buy a brick so we as a congregation that pregnancy is not going to be discouraged in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Because as a church, we've commissioned it through our brother. Mm. And it shall succeed in Jesus' name. Amen. That's the prayer we want to, to do. I'm asking everyone of you, I'm asking everyone of you to raise your hands to our brother and speak about Charles. Father, I pray for Charles that you will give him the energy and the power, Lord. Uh, just been to where everybody briefly as we trust the Lord for Charles. Charles, these are new beginnings for you. Not a coincidence that you did a Christmas message for us today.
Stretch your hand, everybody, as we trust the Lord for Charles and the wife. Lord Jesus, we thank you for Charles, Peter, Mwangi, together with his beloved wife, and even their children. Lord Jesus, we speak new beginnings for them. They can no longer operate at the same level they were. We are going to a new season as a church. And through this couple, Lord, there will be manifestation of greatness. Through this couple, Lord Jesus, there will be clarity of vision as far as the residents of this church is concerned. Lord, we ask you for blessing. We ask for faithfulness in them. We ask for steadiness in them. We ask for consistency in them. And Jesus, we ask that as a family, as they stand with your house, stand also with their house. As they seek to take your church blessings, take them also to blessings. And above all, Lord Jesus, reveal yourself to them in ways they have no idea you can. Bless them with abundance. Bless them with wisdom. Bless them with clarity. And let your name be glorified in Jesus' name. Amen. And we thank God for the favor of God upon your life in 2018. May the Lord give you an anointing for takeoff. Because we need you to take off, Charles, so that as a church we take off. Just you sit down for a few minutes. I won't be long. Praise the Lord. Charles started by introducing himself and saying with me, My name is Pastor Joseph Walotere. Praise the Lord.